Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for episode six of Future Show, the twice weekly talk show about the future with Jonathan Myers. That's me and my guests. Today's guest is the visionary Ryan Nee, and we are going to talk about autonomous vehicles, Amazon drones, more past videos of the future, what we like in futuristic videos, and Ryan's feelings about how Back to the Future 2's vision of the future panned out. Let's get into it. So first of all, Ryan, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. It is a delight to have you. It's a delight to um, be here. Uh, Ryan, you recently wrote an article. It was about a 10-minute read on medium.com, the popular writing platform right now, yep. about how self-driving cars will change everything. That's true. I really, I really, uh, I really hesitated on that title, but that's what I called it. Uh, I, is... I like it. I like that it's, it's out there, you know, or it's, you're, you, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, it's pedal to the metal. That's what, that's yeah, what that's yeah. what I should have named it. Yeah. That, that would have been good. Ooh. Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be pedal to the metal cause there is no pedal and there is no metal. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's plastic and it's not moving. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> It is stationary plastic. I should have just called it stationary plastic. It would have gotten like four views from people in the plastics industry. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing. That's the thing that happens. Yeah. That if you, if you name a thing properly, then you'll get a, a, an odd, an odd, uh, view of it. Right. Right. Uh, that's like you as an SEO expert. Yeah. I, uh, I've put some things on the internet. Yeah. Before. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Um, tell me your thoughts about that. Just just shooting from the hip. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that um, what, what I wrote in the article, at least, is that I think that self-driving cars and autonomous vehicles in general, not necessarily cars, will be as big of a change in society as the Internet has been. Um, and so looking back from, say, 2050 to 1950, I think a historian would look back and say the two biggest things that happened technology-wise were the Internet and self-driving cars. Yeah. Um, and so the reason I think that is uh, because self-driving cars are a weird phenomenon because they have all these like short-term implications like, oh, you maybe wouldn't have cab drivers or you maybe wouldn't have truck drivers. Mm-hmm. They also have weird implications, which is that things like Amazon Prime, if all the vehicles are driving themselves, um, potentially things could get delivered instantly, more or less. Um, so you could have products and services near your house that could get delivered, you know, relatively instantaneously, like within um, within a few minutes for common things, and within you know a half an hour or so for less common things. Well- Wait, aren't they kind of doing that right now? Or, I mean, like with their, like having like warehouses, like just outside cities or something like that, that so yeah. that they can get things delivered even faster. Yeah, they, they are. They are. Yeah. I, I think the thing that'll be cool though, is that, uh, or what I'm excited about is when people aren't driving those cars and they're not, they're not going like, well, you know, Bob's not on a shift anymore and we got to, uh, save this delivery for tomorrow. They can just send whatever you ordered oh, out to you. you can get whatever you want oh man so same day shipping could actually be same day shipping 
Yeah, and, and it uh, would or be, I mean, yeah. It could be at three in the morning because, you know, a robot doesn't care what time it is. So it's so would I have, <clears throat> should I get a, like a robot, um, uh, uh, receiver, uh, to, to, to receive robots, to, to receive the, robots, no, to receive, to receive robot packages, packages from robots. Oh, you just need a robot doorman, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, that, that's a, that's a weird thing because did you, did you see that, uh, Amazon Prime uh, drone demo thing that Jeff Bezos came out with, and they have this oh, really awkward video. That. that sounds great. Oh, it's so weird. So it is a suburban family sitting, you know, like they just ordered something on Amazon and they're really excited about it. And this terrifying uh-huh. looking drone flies through the sky and <laughs> comes to their house and basically lands in their yard and drops this package off. And I think Amazon sort of expected like, People are gonna people are gonna freak out because this is clearly the future, and I think people's reaction to it was less positive than they were expecting, uh, which is that it looked kind of terrifying. Like um, instead of freaking out about how awesome it was, they freaked out about how invasive that was and yeah, scary. Yeah. Well, that you know, they're like, we're gonna deliver you your books and things in a format that so far has only been used in a military context, <laughs> which was sort of like a, an awkward choice. On yeah. Like we're going to deliver it in a missile. And you're like, oh, <laughs> God, that, that doesn't seem good. We're going to drive tanks down your street. Yeah. We'll have, it'll be like the Wells Fargo wagon. Right. Yeah, exactly. And people will just welcome it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was, it was, it's really weird. You should watch it. It's, it's kind of cool because it's like, I, I sort of have a thing for videos about the future. Like, you know, that companies will come out with that are kind of, Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like weird little videos. Like Microsoft makes them all the time. They make like weird videos where people are tapping on random things on their wall and things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. I love those videos too. Like the, I especially love the ones from the, from the eighties or that just that everything was dusk, you know? Yeah. Or what was the, the, that one that Apple did with the Butler yeah, Knowledge Navigator. Where Knowledge it's, uh, Navigator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bill Nye. And it's like it's always um, like uh, it's always dusk. It's all like the sun is always just about to go down. Yeah. And so there's always this this orange light. I just it was such a powerful aesthetic that captured the imagination. Yeah. Of it's, young ones. It's a it's a metaphor 1980s. for life, really. You know, always mm. always dusk. Always dusk, never dawn. Nope. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say about the, I, I really like those. I saw this one from the 1960s. I think it was another one that AT&T put out. They put out a lot of these things and, um, it ha it suggested online shopping. Oh yeah. I think I've seen that. Are those like, they're like 30 second commercials like, with the guy on the beach and stuff and he's faxing. No, 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 no. That was in the, that was 93. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This was in the sixties. Wow. That they, I mean, it wasn't like online, like, Oh, this will be something called a website and people can, it was, it was, um, that it suggested like it, it showed this, uh, this, uh, housewife sitting in front of a giant screen, like a big, a big screen. And, uh, there were images of outfits, like a uh, like a a blouse and a and a 
pair oh, of pants and stuff. I've totally like seen it would this. show you a whole outfit and then uh, it would go by. And when you see one you like, then you like plug in your bank information or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're like crank some do big it. crank and then it shows yeah, up yeah. your house like 40 <laughs> yeah. days later when it's, yeah. you know, come over on a boat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the convenience of modern living. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I thought, wow, that was really like AT&T is finding some interesting people to think up this stuff. And I'd like to know, do they do it themselves or are they hiring some other firm like IDEO or something like that? Right. Yeah. Do they have like in-house futurists? Yeah. I, I, I like to think that they hire people outside because AT&T is such sort of like a garbage barge of an organization that I, I hope right. that they're not doing that themselves and like letting, letting the rest of the company kind of slide. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is definitely yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, so I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, so, hit me so with it. We've got. A, we were talking about these these futuristic videos. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder when it comes to books or movies or short little weird product videos like that. What do you What do you like in futuristic videos, and what do you not like? Like what mm. What really does it for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what a great question. Uh, Let's see. You know, the you mean as far as the technologies or as far as like the whole th- the whole package? Well, like the aesthetic or or the whole package. Um, yeah, kind of because, anything. Well, if let's go. OK, so let's go back to the the 1993 AT&T commercials, those little 30 second. Mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. you ever blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, mm-hmm. because I seem to be obsessed with those lately. Um the the whole that i feel like it did such a good job of capturing the aesthetic of 1993 yeah like it it felt like ah yes this is the way that 1993 feels with like this funky like clarinet and guitar and um but also it it had a moodiness that i think was there in 1993 and the way that, uh, and even like the type treatments and stuff like that, like this, I, it was, it was really good. And, um, I, I think that, that, that really, it feels like, ah, yeah, they really hit the time. But I saw another one that came out, um, like a few years ago or something like that. It was pretty recently, but, and it was one of those AT&T, you will. And it kind of felt like, I'm sorry, AT&T, but it felt like it was designed by committee, you know, like there were too many people saying like, oh, it should be like this or something, you know, yeah, and it didn't yeah. have the same, it didn't feel inspiring in the way that those commercials in 1993 did, because I think that those commercials in 1993, they hit so much on the head, you know, are they like, oh yeah, GPS or, um, Ordering tickets from a cash machine. I do that every single day of my life now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, when it's like and, a technology, you can just sort of quickly describe like faxing from the beach. It, yeah. Where some, I feel like some of the videos you watch and you're like, that was cool. I have no idea what just happened. Yeah, yeah. And, well, like the, the, the newest one, something that I didn't quite... So we can talk about the newest one. Uh, it wa- It has... I mean, it has the same kind of situation. Have you ever blah, 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 you will. And 
one of them was, the first one was, have you ever learned history from George Washington himself? And it has, I think what, it, what that little vignette was, it has these kids in a classroom and they're all looking, looking up to the front of the, the room. And then they have, they have little documents that have little, and they're holding little laser pointers that are like right up against their page. Like they're like writing digital text on stuff what (laughs) or something i don't know it doesn't even show it doesn't even like kind of it only is like vaguely hinting at like something that but it's not it's not immersing you i feel like an outsider in this in this set of in this suite of future ideas yeah the way that they present them and then so it's showing these kids and then it shows you from like the kids from like the the back row or whatever and there's a hologram of an actor portraying George Washington crossing the Potomac or whatever. Right. So that, it's not really, that was it's George not really Washington, him. right? It's, it's not, yeah. it's not like a, a rotting coffin full of maggots or something. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's an, the, it's the an undead, actor. The undead, undead George Washington. <laughs> yeah. That would have been futuristic, you know, like we will discover how to reanimate figures <laughs> from the past. <laughs> right. That would be impressive. Yeah. But it, I think what it was showing was, uh, oh, here are these holog- – we'll have hologram technology so that we can, like, portray a life-size person in a room or yeah, something like yeah. that. But um, what uh, – and then another one was, uh, have you ever composed, like, a violin concerto or something like that while having heart surgery performed? And then what? it like zooms into the CG inside, uh, or, uh, yeah, it, it like goes into the person's body and it's showing their heart and there's all these little nano machines. And like, so that's what it's advertising. And I thought like, man, that's kind of a, the way, I don't know that it just didn't, it, it felt so like, oh, that's, I don't know, almost like it was too far. Yeah. You know, like faxing from the beach. Well, I bet they could pull that off, you know? Yeah. But, it wasn't, like I don't a, know. I don't, it wasn't about like modernizing everyday conveniences. It was about like, have you ever <laughs> imagined a future where you're doing two things you have no interest in? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, not really. It's not yeah. Maybe I've, that's the thing too. Like who's, who, how many of their viewers are, are experts at violin? <laughs> Right. Nobody and like imagines composing. themselves getting a, like heart surgery or doing heart surgery unless they're actually doing it. Man, I think about heart surgery every day. Yeah. Someday and they're going to make that easier, man. Yeah. It's just such a to do. Yeah. God, um, sucks. And then, and then the other one was, um, it, it was, uh, controlling that this, uh, this lady in a, in a military outfit was, um, operating, a uh rover on some foreign planet uh-huh. and um but then uh a a mug of coffee that says like best mom in the world or whatever gets set next to her and oh whoa her, she's working from home <laughs> she's she's telecommuting and it, it's oh it's her husband setting it down you know like she's she's working from home have you ever have you ever worked from home Brian? that one seems so like <laughs> Not, like 80s almost to me it's like she's a woman 
in the military <laughs> and she's working from home. Boy, you know, it's like well, that, that all exists now, actually. Yeah, like, that's, right, right. That's, not... that's I don't know. I I don't know. It just it just didn't it didn't feel quite right. And then the the you will text that it shows at the end of each little vignette is uh, like a kind of a, a handwriting e font. Oh, yeah. It's a, and is it, it actually a font or is it is it real? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, I don't know if it's really handwriting, but it, it, it looks kind of like a, I don't know, like it was from 2001, 2002, maybe. Oh, the year, not the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. That was just. Yeah. I, I see. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, of future things like that. Like I like things that are set in the future, um, but are not, are not that big of a stretch. Like. I really liked the future depiction in Minority Report, where mm-hmm. I mean, apart from maybe the, the like precog thing and those weird like people and stuff, but like so the, you don't see you don't you don't see telepathy uh, being in the future. No, not really. I mean, I liked the idea of the Department of Pre Crime. That's cool, um, mm-hmm. and I liked that they had like they had autonomous vehicles in that as well. Right, but there true. were also things like the neighborhood that he lived in looked identical to neighborhoods that currently exist in Washington D.C. You know? Right, they weren't wearing like weird future future leotards or something like that. Right, and like the cops could fly around and like land, you know, and they flew sort of these like half helicopter, half cop car kind of things, which seemed mm-hmm. potentially real. But they were landing like in a neighborhood that was totally recognizable, like that. Right. That I like. I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like the back to the future perspective on the future um, right. rather than like going full blown like Blade Runner and it being right. s- like starting to be kind of dystopian. Mm-hmm. The, the, the world government has decided to put $10 trillion into rebuilding everything yeah. to make it look futuristic. Yeah. And it's always nighttime. And it's always nighttime. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. For some reason, people think that the night that uh, it'll be nighttime in the future which I, I yeah. disagree with. I bet it'll be day. T- we should envision a, a future of daytime. Yeah, I mean, I, if I had to, if I had to, uh, if I had to guess, I'd say it'll have similar <laughs> proportions of daytime and nighttime that we have now. <laughs> You're crazy, man. You're crazy. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So so uh, so we're talking about uh, things that you look for in in futuristic things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you like? Well, so okay, so I, I I have realistic situations as genuine speculation. So I think, you know, Back to the Future. Oh, the scene that I really mm-hmm. like in Back to the Future Two is when they they go to that store that has uh, the old Mac and the Dustbuster. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like showing, giving a little tour of old things, and watching that in 2015 was actually great because it's like those almost are borderline antiques at this point. Um, yeah, and it was cool because it was like an antique store, and it was like yeah, that that turned out to be correct more or less you know well that's kind of yeah i mean the tv one for sure dustbusters though i think that they the we still have these little handheld vacuums that wear out really fast yeah true true but there was like that iconic like 80s dustbuster that looked a certain way man Um, i love that the boxiness of the 1980s yeah yeah it's uh, there's something there's something to be said for the 80s it was a very odd Mm. time in in design culture Mm-hmm. Everybody was like heavily makeuped and wearing mom jeans, and their hair was frizzy. Yeah, 
I know I was doing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah, me, me too. I had, I had rosy cheeks. Uh, I looked like I was a, a cast member in Pretty and Pink. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't actually. I was. I was. Yeah. Like, I was like four. Ryan, <clears throat> you've been looking forward to um, what is it? October twenty first. Yes. 2015. You'd uh, been looking forward to that for a very long time. For a very long time. Yes. Did you feel like, do you feel satisfied? Uh, I mean, do you feel, do you feel good about, about, about where we are vis-a-vis where Back to the Future put us? I do. I do. Um, I, I had a lot of time to reflect on it that day. Um, mm-hmm. you know, giving it, giving it a good, a good, a good think. And um, the thing that struck me was the the parts where it screwed up were uh, flying cars, which I think are kind of a silly idea in general. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, they don't really get you much compared to what rolling cars do, um, <laughs> except for they're like cooler looking, and you can well, have, you like, could f- you could fly over a mountain. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can have like sky highways and stuff, but I feel like mm. it would be very unnerving um, having oh, yeah. having all those things whizzing around in the sky. Forget it. Yeah. No, that's terrible. Uh, it was unnerving the second they started showing it in the movie. I mean, it was like immediately it was like horrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fine when there's one. Right. Yeah. Self-drive or uh, flying car. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. Flying cars. I'm not into it. Nightmarish. Um, yeah. So that was that was uh, that was a little bit of a letdown. And the one everybody talks about, obviously, is the, is the hoverboard. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of I kind of don't get hoverboards either. Um they're they're they seem like they would be cool, but like um even just watching them try to do that stunt and like pushing your foot on air um <laughs> it reminds me of a time where i was I was at a, like a client dinner or something, and I had to be nice to the to the to the client because he he was the, he was our client and he showed me this Android phone that was very short lived that you didn't touch the screen but you got really close to the screen instead uh and it was Oh, I remember that. Oh, it was the worst. And he was talking to me about it, like really excited about this thing and like really proud of this phone that he had just bought. He's like, check this out. You don't even have to touch it. I was like, yeah, <laughs> but like touching it is way easier. And I kind of feel the same thing would be true about mm. hoverboards, which is that uh, it seems easier to, you know, like hit the ground as you're as you're trying to skate forward. Right. Um, Friction is a real thing. Right. Um so, so that, so that, that, you know, I think has, has been widely disappointing to people that there are no hoverboards. Um, but, uh, you know, if you get fired nowadays, you either get fired like in person or in an email or something, you don't get fired mm. through like a crazy fax thing that goes through your entire house uh, yeah. and informs your whole family and like through a really horrible dot matrix printer that you got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, that seems, that seems good, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that. In defense of that, though, I think that whatever Marty McFly was doing for a living, I think it was like high stakes. Right. You know, yeah, like he I had, think he had two I, ties on, for God's sake. I mean, yeah, you know, two ties. Like, That's big business. Yeah. It's the way to distinguish regular big business from big, big business. Right. Uh, it, yeah, it's true. I, it, it seemed like he was working, you know, he's working for Needles, uh, the guy named Needles. Yeah. And he seemed like he was working for a company based in Japan, um, mm-hmm. which I think is also sort of a common 80s thought, which is that 
we're going to get taken over by Japan. Uh, yeah. And I think that's kind of panned out to be false also. Hmm. I feel like futuristic oh, movies yeah, now would be uh, maybe China or, or India would be would be who takes over. Um, yeah. But I kind of feel like people aren't making things where like we're all speaking Japanese and stuff uh, anymore. Yeah. That seems like an mm. 80s or, or maybe 90s phenomenon. Yeah. Hmm. But um, yeah, uh, uh, back to the future. Overall, not a disappointment. Um, still a delightful movie all these years later. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe even better, better than ever. Um, I watched it that day. Uh, so I, I, I watched back to the future one and two skipped three mm-hmm. that day. Uh, but at the exact time that they landed in Hill Valley, California on October 21st, 2015, I took a picture with a USA today in front of a DeLorean. Oh Yes. Oh, that was that was the time that was the that exact they time, landed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, which is okay. weird because it, uh, it's like four or something. Four. I, I knew what it was at that that point. Four twenty six p.m. or something. But it's light mm. in California, but it was dark in Pittsburgh, which seemed a little bit weird. So it didn't, right. it didn't it feel seems quite like right. It, right. It, like it probably would have been dark in California too. Uh. Yeah. Oh wait, no wait. Were you? Did you compensate for the time zone difference? I did. So oh you did oh okay, okay. I did it at seven or eight, yeah whatever that would be okay yeah so that makes sense then right so then it was, it's like, dark in it was late afternoon yeah. in, in Hill Valley and it was uh, dark in Pittsburgh but it felt weird because it was like this is the time but it's dark now and it isn't in the movie um, yeah yeah it was a very it was a very nerdy endeavor um, but well worth it obviously mm-hmm. um. Okay, I have, I have some other questions for you. Okay, hit me with it. Uh, I know you, you got to keep this to under a half an hour, uh, is what I hear. But yeah, uh, uh, it might not happen. Yeah, that's it's possible. okay. Okay, so I feel like a lot of a lot of futuristic depictions or depictions of, of futuristic events are either pessimistic. Thank you for listening, everyone. That's it for this episode of Future Show. Tune in next time to hear more of my conversation with Ryan Nee. You can find him on Twitter at Ryan Nee. That's Ryan N-E-E. Hey, I love hearing from you. Yes, you. So send me some tweets on Twitter at Future Show Show. You can also find past episodes and episode notes at the website futureshowpodcast.com. You can also find episodes of Future Show on iTunes. And won't you be my neighbor and leave a review? It really helps out the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, just remember, the future can happen at any moment.